Our guest in studio this afternoon, armed with banjo and dulcimers, the tools of his trade, Randy Irwin is here with us. And Randy, welcome. Great to have you in studio. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, I, now, uh, let me, uh, before we get into the music and, and what you're going to be doing uh, this weekend, tell everybody just a little bit about your background. And uh, you have uh, traveled far and wide. You have been a resident musician in some very impressive places. Uh, tell me about uh, how you got started in all of this and where it's taken you? Well, it's been about 55 years. I started when I was very, very young and uh, played with my family. And I started touring around doing cowboy music and such as that. And then did a gypsy jazz band. A gypsy jazz band. We did a lot of Django Reinhardt and Stefan Grappelli and Hot Club of Paris from the 20s. And, and uh, I got to play a lot of really... Really nice halls and, and nice festivals, and those are the highlights. But mostly it's been small festivals and small venues and libraries and schools. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, you grind it away on the road as a musician <laughs> is what you do. But, but I'm sure you, you find a, lo a lot of appreciation for your craft in those venues. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, anybody that's looking for acoustic music, something that's... Uh, um, Historical or substantive, something that, something that people can enjoy, uh, a general audience can enjoy. You know, kids, small kids to, to as old as you can get. So. Now, uh, somebody uh, with your skill on a stringed instrument, we're of an age where, at least for me, I, I thought maybe I could, you know, be, become part of the next Beatles or you know, uh, be, oh. be, be playing stadiums and things. How did you not follow that path? Well, I uh, I can't help myself. I just um, I started playing. Um, old folk music and and hillbilly music and yodeling and it just took me to places where uh, that just wasn't a possibility I, I just had to play the niche stuff and and do the best I could with it yeah which brings us to this weekend and uh, uh, a unique setting for a unique performance <laughs> as we uh, we talked about uh, doing uh, hits uh, from the 20s but not the 2020s no. you're talking about uh, music from the 1820s to the 1920s yeah that's uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's pop music it's it's all stuff most people know. Some of it's obscure. Uh, a lot of it's um, uh, it's 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 in the uh, it's in the, the the subconscious of the, of the of the people just waiting to be kind of drawn out and 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 used again. So. I, I consider myself a real student of pop music and, and how it sort of infiltrates our lives. And I could yeah. tell you just about uh, anything you'd want to know about top 40 hits from the 1960s and 1970s. But from the, from the 19th century and the early 20th century, how did people interact with it? How did they even hear this music? They couldn't just flip on well, the radio for it. So, Well, you could, you could go all the way back to the, the, uh, the creator of Western classical music, Beethoven, pop music of the day. He used to sell tickets. He used to rent halls. He used to go around and and and, and um, he'd, he'd write his sheet music and he'd distribute it around. And then when you got into the, like I'm trying to start in the 19th century, well, they had one sheets of music and you would, it was, publishing was really big. Um, people sang uh, folk songs, parlor songs, um, songs around, you know, cattle drives and campfires and such as that. And, uh, there were lots of music halls. A lot of really vibrant music hall um, uh, became eventually became vaudeville and that such as that. Who were the teen idols of the 19th century? 
Oh my God! Uh, um, Stephen Foster was yeah. the big, the big name, uh, that uh, and wrote some beautiful songs. And there's a lot of obscure stuff. Actually, there's stuff that you you'll know that you might recognize that um, I I couldn't even tell uh, remember these folks' names. And a lot of it comes from uh, folk tunes that are just generally known, and then they're adapted, and then they're... Uh, yeah, everybody steals from everybody else. And puts, <laughs> puts, <laughs> I've stolen so much. We're talking to musician Randy Irwin. He's going to be performing this Saturday. This is actually a, a three-hour midday performance, 10 a.m. Yep. to 1 p.m., yep. playing some of these uh, great historical tunes with the uh, perspective and a bit of a history lesson built into it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's there's a little bit of background. You have to understand where these people were coming from, and you have to uh, kind of get inside their heads. Especially, especially when I'm playing the songs, I have to, I have to um, um, inject a little life, make it more contemporary sounding. Not so much that it's not. It. You try to make it sound like what the song is, was supposed to sound like at that time, and that takes a little bit of. Uh, uh, energy and drive to to, in, 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 to put into a song like that. Yeah. Like any good touring musician, you have multiple instruments with you, yeah, that's and I'm right. guessing roadies running back and forth, handing oh, them off to yeah, you all oh, throughout the performance. Of course, of course. Yeah, <laughs> my crew is very is wide and varied. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's it's me just running from venue to venue. You you, know? you had to make actually a couple of trips into the studio to bring in your instruments. So yes. uh, God love you for that. Oh well. But uh, in your hand right now is is really one of my favorite instruments to hear played well i love the sound of a banjo well, uh and and would that have been a a predominant uh, instrument for the music fans of the uh, 1800s and early 1900s yeah anything that was was uh, portable um would have been a smaller version of this banjo sometimes probably would have been a four string um um even they had three and one strings at some time uh and the, the like this banjo is a six string but the six the five and the four all came about at the same time uh, about the mid uh, 19th century and for different purposes they were used for different this was be for a, a large band like uh, Johnny St. Sir would have played with uh, Louis Armstrong would have played a six string uh, four string would be um, you know folk music or or even a, a small dance band and, a, and then they had five string which was intermediate and became when Bill Monroe came along and started started his his thing well then the bluegrass thing took over for the five string can, can you give us an example of the sort of song you would play on this six string banjo when you were performing this weekend. All right, let's try this. This is a, this is an old one. Somebody probably knows, but it's it's from the uh, the nineteen teens. Out is a saying going round. I begin to think it's true. Head so hard, love someone when they don't care about you. Once I had me a loving gal, sweet as any in this town. Now I'm sad and lonely. Don't even turn me down Now I ain't got nobody Nobody cares for me, kid Now I'm so sad and lonely Won't somebody come and take a chance with me I'll sing you sweet love songs, honey, most all the time If you'll only be that pretty mama mine Now I ain't got nobody Somebody come and take a chance with me. 
the chart in my lifetime. David exactly. Lee Roth did it back in the 1980s. Yeah, yeah, so uh, His mom and dad were in vaudeville. That's no he, no that's kidding. I did not know that. Yes, that's fantastic. Yeah, he, he long lineage. That, now, that song's been remade many times. You've also brought in a, a pair of what these are called again? Mountain dulcimers. Mountain dulcimers. How yeah. does that differ from a sea level dulcimer? What's a... Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you can have hammered dulcimers. Uh, it's more like a, that's more like a zither. Um, uh, more complicated dulcimers, which probably before they had uh, claviers or pianos, they were playing that sort of thing. They were hammering it out. But mountain dulcimer is a, is a folk instrument, uh, probably more closely related to the Greek lyre or um, uh, something like that. You'd have more strings, and a gentleman mm -hmm. would be playing it. And this has only four strings. And and, and I'm not a gentleman, but I'm going to play it anyway so it's uh this one's tuned in g and okay. it's a walking dulcimer so and it's a diatonic instrument so you stay in g <laughs> this is a whole show clock Absolutely, and and love too that you can turn it into a, its own percussion instrument at the same oh, time. Yeah, Remarkable, yeah. yeah. Because all these instruments are actually classified as percussion instruments, you got to remember to beat on them and, and, and <laughs> as much as possible because that's what they're made for. Well, Randy, I could go on like this. We are unfortunately getting tight on time, and I want people to know exactly where they can come and see the the whole show, the whole performance, the whole... Uh, the, this historical music from the 1820s to the 1920s. So when, where, and how can people see it? The whole shebang. It's at Stella's Coffee and Tea. Uh, it's at uh, well, it's, uh, it's a 1150 Governor. No, 1135 is the address I got. 1135, West yeah, Governor. West Governor. Yeah, it's on the west side of the near west side of town, and uh, from 10 to 1. That's yeah. relatively new business, right? Yeah, it's brand new. Yeah, Stella yeah. Coffee yeah. and Tea, so yeah. you can uh, search for that. You can uh, look for uh, Randy Irwin, and he's got an event page on Facebook. Yeah, 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 go to my page. Any charge to attend? Uh, no, no, just just show up. Uh, you can go to cowboyrandy.com, and you can check out all my music on my YouTube channel. You can see what it is that I've been doing all this time. Read I'm read sure. a lot about, you know, you've been a residential, uh, resident musician at the Lincoln Presidential Museum at Grand Canyon National Park. That's oh, impressive. That was, that was fun. I'll bet. Yeah, and you played was... Carnegie Hall? Yeah, I, we were in the recital hall at Carnegie Hall. Uh, got to got to sing solo there, yeah. Very nice, yeah. very nice. Yeah, well, it is fun. a great honor to have you here. Appreciate you taking Thanks. the time and have a, a terrific performance on Saturday. It's going to be a great time, so everybody go out and see Randy Irwin 